Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say, right, I have say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy Hello, Quinn and fellow listeners, viewers. How are we all going? Good, mate. I'm good. I'm not gonna, not gonna bother asking the question back because I know the answer. You can hear it in your voice. It's been a, been a tough weekend mm. um, for Carlton supporters. It's been a rough one. Been a wild ride all year, and the way it ended, obviously, wasn't the what you were looking for. Yeah, it's, it's honestly hard to put into words. Like it's, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what to, what to say. Um, like I feel like we spoke about it a bit tonight, but it's yeah, it's complete shock, disbelief, um, obvious disappointment. Um, yeah, it's just been yeah, been a very tough, flattening twenty four hours. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. You maybe you say something, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was yeah, obviously it was a for starters from a neutral standpoint, it was probably game of the year and we were talking about this last week saying that it's yeah arguably going to be the biggest home and away game we've seen in a long time the the rivalry between Carlton and Collingwood was due to come back in full flight and I think we definitely saw that um on Sunday afternoon it was absolutely electric um you know I was there with you before the game up and down Swan Street and the fans that were around it just you could you could feel something different in the air and then I didn't get into the game I know you were there obviously but it was uh yeah, it was a pretty special game from, yeah, like I said, a neutral standpoint. Obviously, heartbreaking result for Carlton fans. But I think for me, watching it at the pub with all, like everyone that was there, it was so many ups and downs. Like Collingwood hit the front. Carlton then hit the front, looked dominant. Then Collingwood obviously had that late run. And it was, it was one of the better games we've seen all season. And I guess it just ended the way Collingwood have sort of been ending games all year, didn't it? Yeah, nothing, nothing new there from from a Collingwood point of view, was it? Um, I mean, you look at the key stats from the game. I know I say this every week, but um, yeah, Carlton dominated all those those key areas, and Collingwood still found a way to win. Um, but yeah, that you couldn't have scripted what happened yesterday. I think that was as brutal as it gets. That's definitely the most um, brutal, tough, um, emotionally shattering game I've ever been to ever experienced like that was when that siren went i just sat in my seat for a minute just staring mm. straight ahead of me and um not gonna lie there was there were definitely tears um yeah there was a lot of a lot of people around us in the same position just in complete shock and very upset um complete heartbreak complete heartbreak um Especially being against Collingwood of all of all teams, um, the way they carried on after the game, um, like they won the premiership, um, their supporters. The, the thing that really has upset me the most um, after the game has been the the response from not just Collingwood supporters, but um, Woody Woody supporters in general. It's been pretty pretty fierce, pretty disgusting. Um, I've spoken to a lot of a lot of Carlton people, and they've been receiving some very disturbing messages from from people um which like yeah it's all fun like absolutely give people shit when your team loses that's fine but there's a line that you just don't cross and um you know when you start having personal attacks at people and um 
and things like that. It's just, yeah, it's just not on. Um, yeah, I mean, I've even had Essendon supporters give me shit. Like, <laughs> seriously? Oh, yeah, you like, nah, we shouldn't throw stones. Please, go back into your little space down in the bottom four, you absolute peasants. Who's their coach again? I don't know, one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No coach, no hope, no future, no culture. I mean, the list goes on. Anyway, that's a side note. We don't talk about an <laughs> irrelevant team here. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, the aftermath of that was, was pretty tough. Um, and But, no, I do appreciate everyone that has welfare checked me. I really do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, no, that, that does seriously does mean a lot. Um, it was a pretty tough... Tough time there last night and even today. So appreciate all the people that uh, that reached out and um, and yeah, and definitely saw the true colours of of some people. That's for sure, and definitely some that listened to this. Um, uh, yeah, they're on notice. Oh, notice! It's just I mean, your true colours really do come out um, from from things like this. So, but no, mate, that was um, that was tough. Very brutal. Um, yeah, very flattening. It's the most flattening I've ever been after a game of footy, obviously. Um, to be so close yet miss out like that was, um, yeah, bloody tough to take. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but take us back to the beginning of the game. I know in the past one of the biggest roars or crowd cheers, I guess, that um, have been heard in recent times was the 2013 elimination final between Richmond and Carlton. And obviously that result went your way, but you were, telling, you were saying before that the crowd before the game was argued was louder. Like this topped it yeah. for a home and away game as well. This topped it, did it? Yeah, I think the atmosphere there was electric. It was something. I, I mean, yeah, the twenty thirteen elimination final for me was all like has always been that game where it's just the crowd was absolutely nuts. But I think this topped it. Um, yeah, when when the when the boys ran out, um, the noise of the Carlton fans when we were running out and we came up on the big screen, they were about to run through, run out the race. Um, it was, yeah, spine-tingling stuff. It really got everyone going. Um, and then, yeah, the third quarter that we had where we, we kicked eight goals, um, the roar was just incredible, something I've never never witnessed before. Um, so I think the only thing that can really top that is a grand final. Um, and I'm not sure what what that would be like, and you'd be the one to know. But, um, yeah, that was, yeah, the, the crowd yesterday was, was crazy. And, yeah, and, I mean, the Collingwood crowd were, were obviously very loud as well when, when they won and, and got in front too. So, yeah, you couldn't have asked for two bigger teams to play in a game like that. Um, that meant so much. So No, well, that's the thing. It was one of those ones that was almost destined mm. to end that way for, you know, one team or the other, I guess. The, you know, but the, the game itself was a spectacle for all footy fans sort of everywhere. And like we said, obviously the result didn't go your way, but I know Collingwood supporters out there would be pretty rapid. They've finished... Top four now, um, which you know, you know, you go back to last year that that was never sort of, you know, on the radar from uh, anyone's point of view really. I mean, I obviously had the wooden spooners in my season prediction, so I kind of got that wrong, mm. very wrong. Um, but yeah, now from like I said, a neutral standpoint, game of the year for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's too soon for me to uh, be saying anything positive about Collingwood after yesterday. So. <laughs> Um, Still and, raw, yeah, and don't want to. Uh, I mean, and if you want to, I mean, a lot of apparently a lot of Collingwood supporters don't like what I what I say on the podcast, but I don't hear it from them personally. So um, if you want to talk about it, my uh, my DMs are open. So um, instead of going through other people, I want you uh, come to me and, and we can talk about it. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> putting them on notice. We like it. Yep. We like it. Well, speaking of um, comments that aren't necessarily positive, Dane Zorko, been a naughty boy. Uh, mm. Obviously, at the Melbourne game, Melbourne absolutely pummeled Brisbane at the Gabba and made a real statement. And I don't know if it's more of a reflection on where Brisbane are at or where Melbourne are at. Um, and we can talk about the game because obviously it was the Friday night blockbuster. We thought it was going to be – well, that could have been game of the round, you know, on paper. But then, yeah, Melbourne obviously just – from the get-go as well. Like, it was scary from the first five minutes. They kicked five goals and you're like, oh, wow. Like, Brisbane are nowhere near it. Mm. Um, and they weren't near it at any stage during the game. Cam Rayner from the dangerous tackle, which potentially sees him out for a week of footy. Um, and then, yeah, Dane Zorko obviously making – we're not sure of what comments were made. There's obviously rumours going around. I'm sure everybody's heard their own version of what was said, but he's made some pretty uh, pretty poor comments um, towards Petty from Melbourne. And obviously, we, you know, we saw him crying at three-quarter time. So whatever it said, obviously, hit deep. Um, but this isn't the first time Zorko's done this either. And no fine or suspension by any means has, you know, been in the talk, in the, yeah, been talked about. What are your thoughts on this sort of thing? I mean, banter is banter, but do you think... Okay, obviously we don't know what's said, so it's hard, but do you think at some point um, something's going to be done about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- didn't Brisbane and Melbourne... I think that they came out and said it's it's been solved. Like, Brisbane have addressed it, Melbourne have addressed it. I think they both both clubs just want it to... Uh, to move, Or just want to move on from it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, that's what it sounds like. Because if it keeps carrying on, it's... I mean, it's not doing... Harry Petty any good, is it? Well, no, that's it. It's not helping at all. And so. you've written Tom Petty on the run yeah, sheet. Yeah, I was you, <laughs> you actually nearly got me there. <laughs> or did you actually think it was Tom no, Petty? No, I was trying to see if you picked up on it, but you did. Good man. <laughs> but I know who Tom Petty is. He's a great... I, I love Tom Petty. Well, yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that one because it would have been... Actually, it would have been funny. Good little prank, but it didn't work anyway. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, so that's the thing. And... I don't know. I um, I appreciate the fact that they want to move past it, and you know Harry's probably been the first one to say that they want to look past. You know they want to move on from it so it doesn't get out for whatever it is. But I mean, how 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 many more people is Zorko gonna really cut deep with? I mean, you don't know what the sledge is. It, you know, sledging is sledging, and you don't want to take that away from the game by any means. I'm all for it. Um, but from some of the rumors I've heard that what was said, if if, if any of those were to be true. Mm there's a line that you don't it's normally cross. And I reckon maybe the, the Players Association mm. gets involved. I don't know what – I mean, <laughs> it was funny. I was talking about it earlier and they were saying if Brisbane weren't playing Richmond this week, would you be saying anything? So, yeah. I mean, maybe not. But I still think that he's done it, you know, 10 or 11 times now, Zorks, where this yeah. has happened. I like Dan Zorko a lot, so this isn't a personal attack on him. But I just think we need to sharpen up on this sort of stuff. And I think for the most part, the players are pretty good, but maybe make an example of him with a fine or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, he was a man on a mission, though, that night. He wanted, oh, to, he, he wanted to fight everyone. Well, he could have, you know, he was probably trying to spark something from his play, from his teammates. Yeah, but I, like don't think a, he, I don't think he was going about it. The right. He genuinely was going out there just trying to push and shove and get in little fights with, with every Melbourne player. Like no, nah, was, he wasn't. It was getting embarrassing. It was, it was, he looked really petty. Yeah. Uh, pun, pun, <laughs> pun not intended. Wow. He was looking very petty out there just because you know, obviously they weren't in a winning position yeah. by any means and he... Didn't know how to take it, you know, how to handle it. And he was taking it out in the opposition, but not in the right way. So, yeah, disappointing. Um, and disappointing from Brisbane as well. Like you, you, like you said, you really want to go into finals with momentum. And you can handle a loss to a team like Melbourne, but they got pumped. It was nearly 60 points. 
That's bad. Mm. So yeah, it was a very bad night for them. Yeah, very, abso- absolutely. Very concerning. And they'll be wanting to bounce back strong week one of the finals because now they don't get the double chance anymore. Yep. They're out. And then what another waste of a season it would be if Brisbane yeah. can't, you know, at least win one final. Yeah, so, exactly. They've yeah. gone out in straight sets twice now, haven't they? And then 2020 where it was all set up for them to win the premiership, wasn't it? And they got the, the Gabba Their home deck. grand final. Um, they, they, yeah, dropped that one as well. So... They may have missed their chances, Brisbane, to uh, to win it. So yeah, there's only so long a team can stay at that top level. Yep. They've been there since about 2018, 2019. Yeah. So they're they're getting towards the end, you'd imagine. So yeah, yeah, they're going to want to make a statement soon, and yeah, big chance, big yep. chance, Cass. But they're going to have to pick up their form. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, big news over the weekend. I mean, it was pretty expected. Um, yeah, with the Bombers sacking. Ben Rutten in incredible fashion. It's the fire's belief really in how he was treated. Um, quite embarrassing for the Essendon Footy Club where they went after Clarko and Clarko uh, you know, pretty much wasted their time, didn't he? He said, Yeah, I'll talk, but I was never choosing you. <laughs> <laughs> well he did it out of respect, apparently. So I mean look, I mean <laughs> Bravo, bravo! You've been waiting to press that button oh, all yeah. night. But no, you're right. Like that's uh, uh, personally, I think it would be more respectful to just be upfront and say, "Look, I've, you're not going to be an option. I'd rather." Because mm. he said out of respect, he you know gave him the time and sat down and listened to what they had to say. But it's like you never, it didn't matter what they said. Yep. So it's almost more disrespectful in that sense, which brings a bit of a smile to my face. But it was, yeah. um, yeah. Like I mean, what a, and then to come around and the coach all week said. We've got a job to do. Like he, he, the way he was treated, he had every right to just stand up and say, "I'm not coaching this weekend." Mm. Get stuffed. But he stood up and he said, "No, nah, we've got a job to do. Like we, I've made a promise to this group. I made a commitment to the the, the club. Um, I'm going to stick by it." And then we all sort of saw it coming, I guess. But then, yeah, straight after the game, boom, get yeah. sacked. And now they've got like who? Who do they go? Who are they go? Who do they go for now? There's really nobody around and. You'd think Essendon, after the week they had, and we know clubs tend to bounce back when they've had been in the spotlight in the media all week, and you know what's happened with the coach, and then the coach has not only said no, nah, I'm not giving up, but like he stood by the players, and like you saw that with videos of him and Michael Hurley during the week, and it, it seems like he's re- he was really invested even after everything that happened, and the players came out and put up an absolutely dismal performance um, against the Tigers on the weekend, and what lost by. 66 points, which is the margin they lost in round one as well. So that really, there was no improvement from round one to round 23. No. no. Yeah. But yeah, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Really feel for Ben Rutten. Like, he seems like a great, great person. Um, I mean, you, you'd think you'd have a good relationship with his players, just the way he sort of carries himself, but it really didn't look like the players have been playing for him at all. Um as much as they, they they say they would, but geez, he deserved a lot better than that. That was um, yeah, that was really bad. Really fell for him. Well, he really didn't have a long stint there as well. Nah. Like how much time do you give someone? I know we've you nah. know other clubs have done the same thing, but how much time do you give someone before you give him the flick? I mean, the Richmond players on Saturday night gave mm. him more respect yeah. than his own club was. Yeah, they all got up to him after the game, rubbing his head, patting him on the back, giving him hugs. Yep. You, do, you saw none of that from Essendon players and a lot of them would have had a very, very good idea that that was his last yeah. game. Just the thing, like, their search for a new coach now would like, would be 
would be tough because like any coach would be very hesitant, I think, to want to go to Essendon considering the way they treat their coaches. Well, like you, yeah, you'd be pretty sceptical. And the Giants got on the front foot early. I mean, we already knew they were looking for a coach and Clarko was their first option, obviously, which is fair enough. Um, but we know that they jumped on the bandwagon early and they got um, Adam Kingsley signed there, which we're going to talk about next, but may as well bring it up. So they've signed uh, Adam Kingsley, um, which was one of the front runners for a few clubs in recent years. So they've locked him up. So who's left for them now? I mean... I know the other ca- candidates were sort of Adam Uze and um, Mark McVay even, which, you know, they could go for him, bring him back home. Mm. But there's no word coming out of Essen. They, we spoke about it before and had a chuckle that I don't know if it's rumours or if this has come from the club itself, but the talks of potentially going back after James Hurd. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Seriously. For a club that says they want to move forward it's and you're going to bring even, him back. That's even more embarrassing. There's any Essendon supporters out there that actually think bringing James Hurd back to coach your club is the right move, then wowee, seriously. Well, how can you think that is a good idea where he was a part of, led the, the drug saga? Um, like, Don't you want to move forward instead of going back? Well, like, I think the whole, cult, the whole culture at Essen needs to completely change. And, I mean, nothing against James Hurd now. I'm like, I'm sure he's... You know, He's doing good things at GWS, but I think going back to Essendon would be the last thing he should be doing or the club should be doing as well. Yeah, you, you want fresh starts and you, you want to move forward. They need the to. Their culture has been... I mean, Essendon supporters would say that themselves. Like Their culture has been fractured for a very long time um, and they just need a clean slate. And I think doing that would be definitely the wrong move. It, yeah, it would have to be. It, you, mm. You'd think so. I mean... I just, yeah, I don't see any situation where that would help improve the club. And, I mean, drug saga aside, was he was his record that great at Essendon? I, I don't really remember. I know it was a little bit ago, but was he that flash at Essendon? I mean, mm. obviously they didn't win a final with him either. I was going to so, say, they definitely didn't win a final. Yeah, they haven't done yeah. that with their last 12 coaches, I don't think. Mm. But, you know, they haven't won a final. They didn't win a final with him. Did they really that much better of a club with him at the helm? It's just the romance of James Hurd. That's all yeah, it is. which, look, if he, if he hadn't... What happened didn't happen, 100%, you understand. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. you, you got to move on. I mean, anyway. Yeah, especially with it, what with what's happening at the club at the moment, with, like with this current situation, uh, doing that would be, yeah, even worse. Anyway, I think that's we've, – we've dwelled on Essendon a lot, but I think it is fair enough. They've been a massive, massive talking point over the last week. So, um, and we're not just doing that because we love Essendon. We, we actually <laughs> – it needs to be uh, needs to be addressed. Um, yes, but one thing we haven't mentioned. Well, I mean, we've we've said his name a couple of times, and that is Clarko Alistair Clarkson. He's signed for North Melbourne. Which yes, this happened between. He's probably episode. one of the, if not the biggest story over the last week since but we recorded. This was huge, and I think for any neutral supporter that wasn't isn't doesn't support any of the clubs involved. I think going to North Melbourne is the best result. I think everyone's stoked and over the moon to see Clarko back coaching, but also back at a club like North where he, he started there. And I think it's also good to mention that, I don't know if it was when he got signed originally or it was maybe a new contract signing or something like that, but North Melbourne beat Essendon to signing him as a player yep. and they've done it again as a coach, mm. which I thought was amazing. But, yeah. you know, for him to go back to a club that's obviously in a struggling position at the moment, um, 
and they're looking to rebuild. Like, what better person to come in and do that? And you know what it is? They're going to retain players now. Even if he doesn't get, say, get, say, get them to finals, they're going to retain players that they wouldn't have otherwise kept because, because he's there, because these players are going to look and go, well, I want to play under Clarko. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. massive news. So congratulations to all the North Melbourne fans out there. I'm actually over the moon for everybody, yeah. and I think it's a great fit. Yeah, it's huge. Absolutely huge for him. I'm very happy. Very happy would have been a uh, very good place to be to be at on was it Friday? I think it was Friday last week where it was all official. So, um, and a side note, big call got up. So it did another big call. And mate, that's that's one of many. Oh, I can feel it. I can feel it. It's so, uh. Well, you're on a roll now. I did. It was as per our our reel the other week. It was the 11th of July. I called that. And oh, yeah, well, it's the twenty second of August now. Exactly. So. so it was not like it was a couple of weeks beforehand. It was well in over, advance, over a month. So you got the inside word. Well, you did work at North, mate. So yeah. it's almost unfair. You got the inside word. I'm not going to reveal my sources, but well, I'm not asking you to. I don't want you to expose them like that. But I'm just <laughs> but no, I'm very happy it. for yeah for for the people that I I did uh, meet at North, and I can only imagine how happy they would be, and and um, how much better the workplace would be now with. Uh, a massive figure like that. So all the best to him for next year. Absolutely. All-Australian squad was announced uh, this evening just before we recorded. It and was. Good timing. Interesting inclusions and omissions as well, as always. As yeah, I was going to say that you always get the omissions that are very surprising. Um, yeah, I mean... What's your biggest surprise? Um, going short? Yeah, <laughs> short. No, no. Uh, well, I mean, from a Richmond standpoint, I'll say Dion Prestia not making the squad of 44, I thought was a little bit stiff. If you look at his stats, or yeah, I, thought it, I think he's been incredible, maybe a little bit underrated, which might be the reason he's not in there, but that's obviously a very biased opinion. I thought, I was surprised Josh Dacos made it over Nick Dacos. Uh, I thought Nick Dacos has been unbelievable all season. Um, <laughs> Jordan Dawson was another one. There's, there's, there's a bunch of players that probably could have um, slot in there that didn't. Didn't get in there, so it's obviously controversial. But should we should we read through the list quickly of some of the players that are in yeah, there? Yeah, go for it. I'll go through it. So I'll do it club by club. So from Adelaide, you got Rory Laird and Taylor Walker, which I think this is Texas' first All Australian call up. I believe could be wrong. I'd love to be well, fact checked. I'm on sure that. he's probably been in the squad, but he's never been an actual All Australian. Yes, correct. Okay, yep. that that might be more spot on. And from the Brisbane yep. Lions, we've got Charlie Cameron, Hugh McCluggage, and Lockie Neal. No surprise there. The Blues, I think, had almost the most players. I think maybe Melbourne might have pipped you there with the most players um, in the side. But you got Paddy Cripps, Charlie Kerno, Adam Saad, Sam Walsh, and Jacob Wiedering, which that probably was a surprise that Doherty wasn't in there over Wiedering with the amount of footy Wiedering missed. His first half of the year was elite. Um, I thought maybe he missed a bit too much footy, though, but not according to the selectors from the Pies. We've got Jack Crisp, Josh Dacos, and Braden Maynard. Um, at Fremantle, Andrew Brayshaw and Brennan Cox. Right, you missed one. Did I? You missed the team. In between Collingwood and Freire. I don't think I did. Yeah, yes and I've got none. Well, <laughs> they... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I did. I did miss Essendon. Essendon have nobody. <laughs> um, Geelong have Mark Blixarves, Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins, Tyson Stengel, and Tom Stewart. Um, so you know, Tom Stewart has missed four games as well. So From that suspension. But yeah. he has been very good. Yeah, and I think yep. his form after coming back as well was yeah. still pretty strong. Well, I feel like Weed has maybe teetered a little bit in the back half. Oh, yeah, of the no, year. yeah, absolutely. No, I don't think Weedering 
I'm, I'm quite surprised that he is in there just given his form. This is actually probably back. the only year that it's a surprise that he is in there yeah. and not excluded. I mean, he from was it. a lock at round 12. 100%. And then, yeah, the injury ruined him. So, but anyway, and then you've got the Gold Coast. We've got uh, Took Miller, or was it Took, 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 Took Miller, and Jared Witts, GWS, Josh Kelly, and Sam Taylor, Hawthorne with just James Sicily, and then Melbourne with a big list. You've got Angus Brayshaw. Bailey Fritch, Max Gorn, Stephen May, Clayton Oliver, and the track. Um, Port Adelaide have Connor Rosie, who was the better out of him and Walsh, I still stand by. <laughs> uh, the Tigers have Shay Bolton, Shay not shy, Shay Bolton, Tom Lynch, and Daniel Rioli. Saints have Jack Sinclair and Callum Wilkie. The Swannies have Isaac Heaney, Callum Mills, Tom Papley, and Chad Warner. West Coast even got one in there, um, Tom Tom Barras, and the Bulldogs have the Bont and Jack McRae. No surprises there whatsoever. And let me tell you, this spot on the half back line is going to be one of the hardest positions to pick this year. I think mm. there are so many players on this list that could easily fit into that half back type role, and it's going to be yeah, real challenge for the selectors. Who who's your tip? Who's your two? Well, I mean, Tom Stewart's going to be there. Is he, he probably more back pocket, I'd say. Yeah, it's a, that's the thing. It's a t- I don't, and it depends where they put them. It's like, you know how mm. they put midfielders in the forward pocket sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't look at this list and see, apart from Tom Papley, I might be missing someone, but I can't see anybody in there that's a forward pocket. Mm. Tyson Stengel. Sten- oh, Stengel's there, sorry. And I guess Shea Bolton, you could put in the pocket as well. I think Stengel well, so. and Bolton will probably be the two forward pockets, I'd say. Yeah, you'd imagine. But then Bolton could put in the half forwards. Yeah. It's, it's, who knows where they're going to put them, but... I mean, I would say Saad um, would be there for sure. I'd love to say Rioli, but I think him and Saad are too similar and Saad takes the cake over Rioli. But um, Braden Maynard, potentially. I've loved what I've seen from Bros this year. Um, I don't know. It's too hard. I'm trying to look at the list and yeah. pick out names. It's too hard to pick. But It is going to be very hard. I wouldn't want to be uh, selecting that position. No, absolutely not. So I think that's one of the tougher positions uh, this year. But yeah, it's always controversial every year, the All-Australian squad. There's players that miss that should definitely be there. And it's interesting that, I got, you know, there'll be players that miss the squad of 44 that arguably should be in the 22 Yeah, that have missed, you know, and then vice versa. So interesting, but it's always something to talk about this time of the year. Yeah, we love it. And that is going to be released Wednesday night, I think. So um, maybe just after this is released. So Not long to wait. Yes, exactly right. Um, should we get into our segments considering we're not uh, – well, we won't be previewing – we'll do the finals next week, I'm, I'm tipping, the finals preview. Yeah, well, we can talk about which games are coming up and then preview them next week if we like. So just well, yeah, the, all right, let, let's, let's run – we'll just run through the matchups and, and we'll do the previews next week. Yeah, absolutely, just, absolutely. We're just doing some organising on, on the fly. Yeah, why not? Just on, that's, that's how we roll on the Pressure Point <laughs> podcast. Uh, on the Thursday night, September – First, we have uh, Brisbane hosting the Tigers at the Gabba, um, which is an interesting time slot. Uh, Thursday night. Oh, Thursday night for finals. Yeah, is, it is. A lot of people want the Sunday game. Yeah, it no should one, be. Well, you'd think... It, I feel like attendance would be better on a Well, everyone Sunday. loves a Sunday game. Like, the last few Sundays have been one of the games of the year. Like, and you think the AFL would have taken notice of that, but yeah. a lot of people have been speculating, and I tend to agree, that the Thursday night is better for TV ratings. Yeah, it's all and about And being TV. at the Gabba... You know, Richmond being the big... I think this is the perfect game to try and get those TV ratings. Yep. Um, but, I, yeah, I still would have preferred a Sunday fixture. But anyway, we got... On the Friday, we got Melbourne versus Swans at the MCG. 
Saturday, we've got Geelong versus Collingwood. And then um, Saturday night, 8-10 at Optus Stadium, we've got Frio hosting the Bulldogs. Mm. It's crazy about Geelong, isn't it? How? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Uh, I just don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just leave it there. We'll move on to the segments. <laughs> I got a, I got a Crimey River this week that I've been pretty keen, and it does actually have something to do with the Geelong Collingwood yeah. matchup. So uh, let's let's, let's just dive right into that. So a lot of the audience might say that. You've been doing a Crimey River half the episode already, but that, that wasn't what was going on. So we'll get into my Crimey River, and it does um, involve the Collingwood and Geelong matchup at the MCG, 4.35 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. Now, the AFL, they preach how much they care about local-level football and how much they want to see the game grow and expand, especially in country regions, which is the big one here. But even just like local levels, like in Melbourne, you've obviously got the Southern League, you've got VAFA, um, Northern Footy League. There's all these different leagues that have gone around MP and, MPNFL. Um, finals this weekend. Well, for a lot of leagues are starting. I know there's grand finals on this weekend, um, especially up in the country where they rely on massive crowds and all that. And scheduling an AFL final at 4.35, which clashes with so many local league finals, is honestly a joke. I mean, firstly, it's a terrible time slot, 4.35. Like, put it at 7.30 or put it at 2.10. You know what I mean? Don't put it right in the middle. But then to have it at 4.35, like I said, and clashing with all these local finals and just you're taken away from the communities, taken away from, you know, canteens and things like that. And it's going to hurt local clubs. And a lot of people are going to feel it over the weekend because, fair enough, if you're just a... If you know someone that might play, you know, for, you say, your local footy club and they're in a final on the weekend, but you're a Geelong supporter... You're going to be watching the, the Cats, aren't you? You're not going to go watch the local footy, which is fair enough because the standard's obviously a lot better at AFL. But this is on the AFL to not... They know that the local football's on. Don't schedule it at the same time. I, I'm not a big fan of that because I know if I was playing on that Saturday um, at that time... It's finals. And local footy finals too, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. For a lot, that, that's for what a lot I'm getting of, at. Of, like I know for yeah. me, my finals start yeah. this weekend. Um, and I know if I was playing at that time and it clashed and Richmond won a final, I would be dirty. Yeah. No, I just think that they've done a dis, uh, disservice there to local football. And like I said, especially the country leagues that are still recovering from COVID and the impacts that had not, not playing for seasons. And they bring, bring in so much revenue, for especially finals time where you get a pay to get in, which I know some leagues do every game anyway, but finals are a little bit more expensive. The money they make over the bar, the canteen, merchandise, all that sort of stuff is massive for them. And to now have a chance that a lot of people aren't going to be there because this game clashes, I think it's just, yeah, it's disgusting from the AFL. Yeah. Um, fair call. Fair call. I think you would have thought Geelong Collingwood would have been a, um, a Thursday or a Friday night slot. Well, you think, I think the only reason it wasn't the Thursday night is because they're expecting a massive crowd. And you're not going to get that on a Thursday night. I yeah. Don't think. What about the Friday? Friday could have been. They could have, I'm surprised Friday, this wasn't the Friday. Friday could have been. I think, yeah, I think it probably should have been as well, being Sydney's an away team. Yeah. Um, this probably could have been the 435 slot. Well, you know, we'd, like I said, prefer not that time, but I think yeah. they could have swapped those around because I think Geelong Collingwood would have probably be the biggest attended game of the round. Yeah, well, Melbourne-Sydney won't be. No, Melbourne-Sydney certainly won't be. The Gabba doesn't have the potential to be and, you know, there wouldn't be many doggy supporters in Fremantle, I wouldn't imagine. So, um, yeah, it's going to be the biggest game of the round. Probably should have been the Friday... 
But yeah, um, once again, the AFL has, I think, butchered the scheduling. They've, they do it on the fly. They've done it all year and they've still made mistakes somehow. I mean, I probably couldn't do the job much better, but I think they've just, yeah, they've, they've ruined this week. Yep. No, fair call, mate. Fair call. All right. Big call time. Speak, I'm going to say, speaking of calls, do we have one this week? Are you ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Let's, uh, absolutely, let's dive into it. Um, well, my original big call, I've, I've updated it. Um, it was that Essendon were going to win the next 10 wooden spoons, but I think that's probably not a big enough call. So I'm going to run with, um, I'm going to run with the D's, uh, are going to win the flag. Back to back. I think they're going to do it. They're looking, the from what I saw on Friday night, they were unbelievable and, I think they're getting a few players back as well for the first final, um, so they're going to be fully fit. And I think on the MCG um, grand final day against Geelong, which I think a lot of people are expecting, um, I think they can um, they can do it. And they really want, and they've said it all year, they really want to win that flag in front of their fans. Um, obviously, yeah, they won it in Perth last year. It wasn't the same, but they want to do it this year. And I think they're coming good at the right time. They've had a few few blips here and there, but um, from what I saw on Friday night, they're going to take some stopping and not saying Geelong are not going to win it either, but I just think the Ds are, are looking primed. I think they've got more weapons and their best footy is, is unstoppable. So that's my big call. I think the Ds are going to go back to back. I don't mind that at all. I mean, it's not a massive call, but I mean, everyone thinks Geelong are going to run away with it at the moment. But so. it's an open race too. Like Sydney are probably a bit of a dark horse there. They yeah. could come up and win it. Like who knows? I think it's probably out of those three. Geelong, Melbourne, Sydney. You'd, have to, you'd have to say so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Brisbane are a nah. genuine chance. Um, Bull, Bulldogs probably, you know, arguably shouldn't even be there. Yeah. Um, and Frio just haven't been consistent enough all year. I don't think so. Yeah. I think the Tigers, if they get everything going, potentially – I mean, you just can't write off Richmond from what you guys have achieved and the experience there. And if you get Dustin Martin back to his best, then who knows? Um, you can never write off Richmond. So um, For me, it depends how we go in the first final. I mean, obviously, we have to win to yeah. get, even get through because it's elimination final. But if we win and like I, I see some danger signs like in a good way, then they'll be a lot more confident that we can sort of knock anybody off. But until I see that, you know, we've had a, we've had a few easy teams yeah, the yeah. last few weeks. We beat Brisbane, obviously, a few weeks ago, which is massive, but then we've had a few um, bottom eight sides. So well, it'd be a good test coming up to the Gabba, but I want to timestamp this big call. It's uh, Monday the 22nd of August, okay. 2022. So if yeah. that gets up... We'll, we'll um, know in a, in a month's time. Late September, we'll, yep. be, uh, we'll be talking about it. Yep. All right, mate. Well, I think that's it. I think Got, that's it. Gotten through it all. Yeah. Been an emotional night. Been yeah, a bit of a I do feel a lot better for it. Um, you always do expressing my emotions a little bit so it's um definitely been the toughest toughest episode i've had to uh get myself up for that's for sure and wow. there's been there's been some times where we we joke about it and saying oh geez it'd be tough to do the podcast after this loss and but that was genuinely very hard to to get up for and and talk about so i'm i'm glad i did it well i knew it was tough when uh, we were setting up and you said what would you have done if I just said I wasn't rocking up tonight? <laughs> I thought, oh, God. No, that's, that's when I knew you were being serious about it. But no, it was good good of you to uh, get on. I know it's tough. We've all sort of been in similar situations. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people, I'm sure, can relate. So 
good of you for getting on, but that is it for this episode. It's been a, a wild one, like we said, ups and downs, but finals are here. I'm not sure. Are we, uh, are we taking a break? Are we going to roll through? Might have to wait and see. Surprise the audience of that one there. We There's will. a week off with the AFL. So. Well, we'll definitely do some sort of preview, I reckon. Um, mm. But, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll find out and, and see what happens next week. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll just uh, play it by year, as some yeah. people like to say. So that's absolutely what we're going to do. We could even talk about the All-Australian team because that'll yeah. be announced. So. Well, it is awards season, so there will be um, a few things to talk about next week. So we... Uh, You'll probably be uh, listening to us this time next week as well. Absolutely. Well, looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting back into it. But uh, that's all for this week. So enjoy the rest of your week. Hopefully uh, your team has made the finals. And uh, if not, just sit back, relax, and enjoy September.